For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the United. I'm your co-host, Shane Cole, and it is so lovely to be here on Wednesday at 6 o'clock, live on your favorite platform, Twitch. But I'm not alone today. In fact, I have a lovely co-host who I'm about to add right now. So put your hands together, everybody. And I'm serious, at home, I don't care who's around, I'd like you to physically clap your hands for the myth, the man... The legend, in some order, Mr. Michael Howell. Yeah. Hello. Woo. Yeah. Bye. Let's go. Woo. I exist. We've got energy today. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm jacked up. I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm not going to take my shirt off. I am excited, oh. though. Woo. Welcome back to New Noise, everybody. Hey. I'm happy to be back, back on Twitch. We had to take another week off, uh, but we're here. Ready yeah. to rock and roll. I, I'm so ready to rock and roll. Uh, first of all, a shout out to everybody on Twitch. We got everybody from Josh Wildhorn Ooh, to good friend of mine. Casey Merrill, Fortune Ooh, Pending, Taylor V. Oh, it's great. Rocker Mommy all in the house. Of mine. Some motherfucker called Slappy Slam. 
Oh, oh wait, that? that's you. That? Follow Mike. Follow Mike on Instagram. Um, anyway, I'm in a great mood today. This is going to be an awesome episode. I'm, I'm happy to be back on Twitch. Um, and of course, welcome to everybody on the podcast side of things. Um, we got a big week. Uh, M- Mike, um, last week yeah. we had a great top five. Uh, top, I sorry, I am wrong. A great top six. Top and six. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see... What you made of all those records uh, uh, from last week? Well, Shane, I would love to get into and get into those and discuss them. Uh, but rather than break up kind of the vibe of our episode, I think I think we need to take it a step down for a second and talk about some real sad shit that's happened recently. I know. Uh, I know yeah. where you're going with this. It's been a absolutely brutal couple days. Yep. Uh, Take it away, man. I, I guess I'll take it away. Um, So I missed this one. I wanted to sit, talk about it on the show, but I kind of missed my note uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, just to start this off, um, one of the original vocalists of the Buddy the Bear, uh, Chris Hutka, he was one of the clean vocalists, mm. uh, the bear, uh, unfortunately passed away. Uh, it's really sad news. Um, phenomenal vocalist. One of the first acts and first vocalists that really got me into kind of crazy experimental music where just a lot of weird stuff was going on post-production, piano and metalcore, synths and metalcore, and very sad news. Yeah, very sad. Band that we've actually talked about pretty recently. We have. So, uh, yeah, very, very sad to hear about that one. Um, I want to say next up, but it makes me feel like I'm putting these guys in a line. I'm not. Um, I guess the next person that we want to talk about is uh, Mike Howe. Um, iconic vocalist from Metal Church has also passed away. Yeah. Unfortunately, we got that news on Monday. Uh, metal Church, I think, a great uh, modern metal slash thrash band. It was really kind of overlooked in the 80s and 90s because of other larger bands like Metallica, Slayer, Testament. Uh, but super quality band, always been a good live show. Uh, another just really sad passing. It's really crazy because I was listening to Metallica Um a lot <laughs> this weekend <laughs> i think the 30 years yeah. of the black album I, I i always give that a spin because it's one of the records mm-hmm. that started it all for me so i give it a spin every couple of years and i had it on and right after uh the black album finished you know it'll play something random and yeah. it played a metal church song um which i was like huh haven't thought about this band in a while and then the news came the next mm-hmm. day about him passing and that was so kind of creepy yeah. honestly that it's just that weird when it happened stuff before like that happens yeah so it was like really the music of, of metal church was really fresh in my mind mm-hmm. when that when that happened so it was because i'd literally just been listening to it a band i hadn't you know i kind of forgot about honestly so really same really really but. just just awful news man um mm-hmm. and i guess you know i know that the next two you're going to bring up um even more uh, recent e- even more recent oh. the last couple of days have been brutal uh, or even today, um, yep. I'm sure you're going to talk so, about. Uh, um, yesterday, we yep. had Joey Jordanson from Slipknot pass away. Um, their original drummer, absolutely iconic with the band for over 10 years. Um, in- inspiration along with kind of like the Rev for a lot of my generation's first forays into drumming and yep. picking up instruments. Yeah, it's, it's really true, yeah, it's, man. You know, uh, you talk about all those iconic drummers, in metal 
of you know mm-hmm. like the 80s when you talk about somebody like Dave Lombardo or Lars Ulrich or you know yep. I feel like everybody when the 90s came and into the late 90s we were looking for our next icon our next mm-hmm. hero our next legend and you brought up the Rev that's definitely one of them and uh and Joey uh, undeniable I mean the style yep. he played with the things he was doing no one else was doing that gave Slipknot their sound um mm-hmm. and this is a brutal one man and and like just ah I just can't believe it and my my heart goes out to to everybody you know in, in the metal world and in the Slipknot camp and everybody because I'm sure it's yep. just you know I know he mm-hmm. didn't leave the band on good terms and that must just mm-hmm. be really really hard for everybody uh in that camp so my heart goes out to all of them and his family of course fully agree and i mean i last night i was putting together some furniture and i just spun their first three albums um and i kind of took a look a little bit of a different look at it i mean sometimes stuff like this happens and it puts you in a perspective and yep. i literally just focused on the drumming on those first three albums and all the way through it is just such solid work and you listen to it and you're like man some drummers nowadays can't even come close holding a candle to stuff that this dude's doing in the nineties. Like absolutely oh, yeah. buck wild how talented he was. Oh, hundred percent. And like, there's of course there's that and, and the, the technical skill, but I just mean the creativity man mm-hmm. was always what got me. And like, I, yeah. I remember Slipknot coming out and they, they came out in kind of a, a weird time in my life where I was just like, I was super punk and then getting into, you know, like mm-hmm. I only I only listened to bands that like fourteen people liked, you know what I mean? And then this band yeah. comes out, and they're wearing masks, and it's like a bit, I don't know. They're really popular, and I was like, I really wanted to write them off, mm-hmm. and then I listened to them, and right away to me it was like this drummer and the, the this the rhythms that they're playing. This is not like anyone else, and of yep. course you know the rest is history with everything that Slipknot did. So. um yeah, very sad day uh, for metal. Very sad. Mm-hmm. And then uh, today, just a few hours ago, unfortunately, we got the news that uh, iconic bassist Dusty Hill from ZZ Top passed away. Um, yeah. Uh, another just... It's so sad, right? Like, I put on... Uh, what's that album? Eliminator. Uh, while I was getting ready today for this in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, did the same thing where I just focused on the bass lines and... Man, I know ZZ Top's a lot about a guitar solos and like that southern <laughs> twang, but like I'm listening to it, and if you take that bass away and some of the really cool lines that he's doing and how he's really kind of building up for the guitar solos and things like that, oh, the backing sure. tracks, it's just incredible. Wouldn't be the same band and just yeah, such another talent gone. I think you know, of uh, yes, and and obviously Billy Gibbons, you know, is the guy everybody talks about. Um, mm-hmm. Not Frank Beard, the drummer who's the only one without a beard, uh, which is, I think, just the one of the best things in music history. But uh, you know, Dusty Hill. Uh, I mean, he is he is the you know rhythm. He's the rhythm. There's no mm-hmm. rhythm guitar. It's a three piece band. And in the same way that you have uh, something like Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, a three piece band with no no Redding being in my opinion, one of the greatest bass players of all time that doesn't get talked mm-hmm. about. Um, you talk about something like someone like Chris Novoselic and Nirvana, uh, absolutely iconic bass lines, and those songs would not be the same without them. It's the same nope. with Dusty Hill. Uh, absolutely different, obviously different generation, but in a generation mm-hmm. that was so guitar-driven, he 
put a lot of focus on the base. So I uh, absolutely, um, I absolutely love it. I love absolutely love his work, and uh, he will be missed. So another yep. sad, a very um, sad day, very sad week, sad week, sad month so far in general. I hope that we have uh, nobody else passing the rest of the year. Honestly, it's been rough lately. We know they're going to come. We're going to talk about them, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that we remember these guys, all of them kind of, uh, some definitely more popular than others, but all really important in kind of developing my music taste, your music taste, uh, and I'm sure the music taste of so many more people that listen to the show. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, now's Let's time. Move. Now's Let's the time. Let's move on to the fun stuff. I'm, uh, I'm ready to talk about last week. Um, I don't know where it. you want to start. We, we, it's kind of all over the place when I look at this list of the yeah. the records last week and some of the singles. So um, uh, I'll let you take it away, and then I'll uh, I'll have some couple things I want to get your take on too, Mike. Yeah, let's uh, just start it up. The album that everybody wants us to talk about. Uh, I had some people messaging me. They were su- they were definitely surprised it was at number two. Uh, mm. Let's talk about this Captain record. So um, I, I got to say, man, I we talked mm-hmm. last week about how some of the singles were kind of out there a little bit more experimental than i thought which led me to believe that the record might be really out there Mm -hmm. and i actually was pleasantly surprised that it's not the 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 rest of the tracks the the album tracks are pretty much straight up bangers Mm -hmm. and i think that it was a conscious effort on the band's part to kind of just shed some light on some of the interesting textures that they tried and uh when i put this thing on 10 songs together i was like this is a really great cohesive album that makes a lot of sense in context Mm -hmm. with some of the uh, peaks and valleys that they that they run through on this record so i I absolutely love the record and i'm i'm really excited that i got to be a part of it yeah and you said some of the exact same things i was gonna say i really like the track order on this record it's a nice ride all the way through uh it's a bit quick i like the singles that they chose for very similar reasons uh, kind of showing the flavor throughout the album that we get, as well as a lot of the key themes. And I just really overall like the writing on this record. I think that it's quite good. I think that there's a couple things I don't personally like, like some of the songs, the guitar tone seems a little off for me or the mix, but I really like the way that they kind of kept this record vocal driven, kept it focused on the yeah. lyrics. And I think it shows like it's got a really good story to tell. And anybody that hasn't checked out this record, it's, really really fun and i highly suggest doing so yeah i agree with all of that I, I think that um capstan what they're doing musically i think it's pretty hard to capture i i think mm-hmm. uh, machine excellent producer i think he did a great job i kind of know what you mean but i just feel like man like some of those riffs are mm-hmm. fucking crazy riffs like yeah, there are really good. there really isn't a, a another band in that world taking you know the riffs to that level like the, some of them i'm just like wow that is like that is really really cool so i, I uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really on board for this and um yeah i mean I, I think that that was a great choice for number two could have been number one but i'd like to talk to you about mm-hmm. the number one oh uh, excuse me it. from sleep waker um this i gotta say man i was a little underwhelmed by the singles mm-hmm. uh, i thought they were okay i think i maybe said that the record yep. once i heard about. this together uh, I thought this is an amazing, uh, concise record. Yeah, it's it's a journey, but it's it's a pretty short record. It's like thirty one mm-hmm. minutes or something. It's ten songs. Yep. It, it gives you what you want. Uh, 
And I was really, really impressed with this band uh, being able to put together uh, just a really like almost a, a modern classic. I, I really like mm-hmm. this album and I, I really wasn't expecting to. Yeah. And I know I've said it to a few of my friends and things like that, trying to kind of talking about the album in passing. Mm-hmm. And I really think that this is a, another masterclass in modern metalcore, it, just like the Loathe album, just like Sleep Token, just like uh, many other bands that I've talked about on this show. They've really put together a solid sound that shows how diverse the genre can be and takes it to a really nice extreme. Everything is very cohesive. There isn't a bad song on this record. I think the themes throughout it are just so fun to like kind of put together in the way that they talk about it and the metaphors that they're using are just super, super cool. And I absolutely love this album. I put this album on repeat all weekend. Um, I think I listened to Capstan yeah. like two or three times since our last episode or since it dropped. I've listened to Sleep Waker probably like 10 to 15. I think this album's incredible and I don't know. Bands release music like this. It's you know, so good. You know, and, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm being too like crazy or whatever, or like even bullshitting, but mm-hmm. you know, I was getting, I was about halfway through this record and I, I was trying to put my finger on maybe not so much what it sounded like, but what it was making me feel. Mm-hmm. And it almost was making me feel like early under oath yep. vibes, like just in the emotion that was mm-hmm. like, obviously they're quite a bit heavier and you know whatnot it isn't spencer chamberlain it's a different vibe Mm -hmm. but there was something about it that i mean i'm sure they've that's an influence of theirs but i was almost getting like that kind of energy and that kind of exuberance and it almost made me think like i think when i said earlier you know this is a a modern classic i almost felt Mm -hmm. like this record if it got into enough people's uh, hands it could be that kind of a record like the early oh, two under oath records chasing safety and uh to find the great line so i i yep. couldn't i really can't speak much higher about this record and you know me mm-hmm. like it takes a lot for me to to really like not yawn at a metalcore record because i've heard so many but this Same. is one of the best yeah and where you're going with kind of like the emotional uh kind of density of the vocals uh what i really picked up was yeah a little bit of earlier under oath but what I was really kind of thinking of and drew my comparison instantly was Garrett Russell, Silent Planet. Yeah. I was getting the same levels of intensity and emotion through the vocals and through the lyricism as you expect from a Silent Planet. And I yeah. I know a lot of these guys, kind of local Michigan guys, right? And oh, right. Silent, yeah. Planet, Silent Planet's a huge influence for them and yeah. 100% hit the nail on the head. That's what I was thinking. Um, I think that these guys are absolutely incredible if you're a fan of this newer metalcore. I know I was a bit wary with the record too. I had high hopes because they were only two singles. And I mean, you never know. You got to see how everything fits in an album, but yeah, this thing is just incredible. It is a different level than a lot of the other metalcore releases from this year. And as somebody who listens to a lot of metalcore, I have a lot to like compare it to this year. It's yeah. just incredible. I, I agree, man. Uh, the other the other record I really want to talk about, and and we, we mm-hmm. got so much to get to this week, but is obviously the new record from the Descendants. Yep. Uh, ninth and Ninth and Walnut, which it's really crazy how I didn't know this until you told me last week, Mike, mm-hmm. about how <laughs> these songs are old, and I did yeah. a little more research uh, about it when I was listening to the album, and it's really crazy. You know, 
So this is released, just released. The songs were written by the band between 1977 and 1980 and never released. Yeah. And what's really interesting is not, not only like some of this was recorded in 2002 and some of this was recorded in, in 2020 is that these songs weren't even written um, by <laughs> anyone in the band. These are written yeah. by uh, old members, Frank Novita, Novetta, I mean, who, uh, who passed away in 2008 and Tony Lombardo. And it's really cool that they did this. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. to, sh- to, you know, to showcase this old stuff. And some of these songs, man, are, I mean, I'm not going to say they're all great songs, but they show an incredible, like, look into just the old days. Like, when do you yeah. ever get this? I mean, it's really got this cool vibe to it that I know we talk a lot about taking kind of a classic sound and adding modernity to it or uh, pop influences and sensibilities. This really, really showcases how to do that. Obviously, because they have the bass bones of Mm -hmm. these older style songs and they come in and they touch them up and refresh them and record parts in all these different eras. And I think it's so well done. And I think it's such a cool idea. Yeah. And I think more bands should do this. Take old demos and repurpose them. Yeah. I mean, you wrote it for a reason. There's good guts there. I think bands who are just starting, leave a couple songs off. Maybe if you get big and stick <laughs> around for a long time, this will be kind of like a really cool swan song project. I'll tell you, that's really funny. I absolutely love this. That's really funny that you said that. I was in a, I was in a band once and mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was, we were, we recorded by some major labels and everything. And our singer who he had, a, he had some, a few funny ideas about some things. And obviously it, it, mm-hmm. it ended up that he didn't want to do the band and we broke up or whatever. But, he always said, let's like take the record, 12 songs, mm-hmm. take the six best songs and not use them and save them <laughs> because every band, their first record's their best and then they get worse and worse and worse. Uh, <laughs> so we got to like keep all this, all the good songs for later. And I just thought that was such a funny thing. That's he really a believed it. Idea. Like, but but like I love that. But like honestly, I understand, you know, um I understand where he was coming from because it really mm-hmm. is the case with so many bands. Yeah. And I mean maybe that's what some of these bands are doing, who they're like, hey, we know we've got good material, good enough with these like twelve. Let's cut it down to the worst six, write another six make that the first record and then put these best six on album two, because that's when you have everybody's attention and then just use those to blow up. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Like, no, 100% do it. <laughs> um, uh, what else? We, we got lots to get to this week, but anything else you want to touch on from last week? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Let me just pull it up real quick. I had it pulled up. I closed out of it on accident cause not paying attention. Uh, but yeah, anything else from last week? Why did I open this one again? This is this week's. God damn. Struggle blessing. Um, Yeah, I want to talk real quick about the Against the Current EP. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. It's super fun pop punk. I think everybody should check it out. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about the Kanye West album that I mentioned that got pushed back to August 6th. So everybody was messaging me about where the, the Kanye West album. There it is. August 6th. <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, the last thing... This new Carnifex single is probably right up there with that Lorna Shore single. One of the heaviest things I've heard all year. It's so good. Yeah, I I uh, I, I got a chance to check that out. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I got to say, man, a couple things I'd like to touch on real yeah. quick. The new, the new BT Bam song. Dude, it's so good. It's like a, it, it, this thing is a masterpiece. Uh, yeah. It's like nine, nine minutes or something. They go in all different directions, but all of them are great. I'm really excited for this new BT Bam record. Uh, really good. Anything else to add to that? I'm I'm gonna say this, and I think it's weird because I have to count this real quick. So it's one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. Is it weird to say that their twelfth record might be BT Bam's best record? <laughs> like. Uh, Imagine no, coming I, out with your best record that late in your I career. I mean, hey, I, I'm, I mean, maybe the new Silverstein record number ten. It could be our best. I yeah. mean, I think it's. I think bands can be capable of this. I, I, uh, I don't think just because bands get older they should be written off. Um, and and of of course, like, it's hard and it's maybe unlikely, mm-hmm. but it does happen. And I think that these guys, if anybody can do it, um, and, and I think that the whole idea of this being colors two. Mm-hmm. them having a little bit of a throwback to their old stuff that might be what they need to write their best record because yeah, the, these, it it's, be. it's like these guys are almost t- too talented for their own good yeah. you know what i mean and, and i think maybe this whole maybe their their old stuff will dumb them down a little bit you know what i mean See, except it hasn't though they they've just gotten wilder like this is the most wild bt bam i've ever heard it's pretty it is pretty wild but it's and like I wild in, a, in a, like a really good way i don't know how to yeah. say it um like i yeah. just want to talk about it real quick too this band, their first album was in 2002. Putting their 12th album out in 19 years, that's insane. Yeah, and I love it. it. Yeah, it is that's insane. Dance Gavin dance levels. Well, hey, that happens when you're trying to get off Victory Records, I guess. True. But, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, all right. Well, that's. Uh, I think that's a good recap of last week. And I am very, very ready to get into this week. Um, 100%, we got a top here. five that's going to knock your socks off, everybody. Uh, I'm ready to start it up. Mike, take it away yeah. with number Five. All right. So coming in at number five, we've got an indie rock band coming out of New York. They're called Bleachers. Pretty popular, I've heard. Uh, uh, yeah. New album, Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. I love that album title. Well, um, yeah, Bleachers, if people aren't aware, mm-hmm. uh, is the, I believe it's a solo project, right? Of, um, yeah, or, so. or, you know, kind of a one-man show, Jack Antonoff, who is known... Uh, if you're into you know the scene and, and punk rock or drive through records, mm-hmm. you might remember Steel Train. And Steel Train was his band, uh, a great band, very 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 overlooked. Um, and it I seemed don't know like who they are, so. you don't even yeah you don't even know they were a drive through records band that were they were kind of like you remember the you know the starting lines and the census fail and the Finch you know those kind of bands they were kind of like the next tier down. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sounded a little bit different too. They were a little more mature and I love them. I think they were an incredible band. They never really got their due. Next thing you know, this dude is in the band fun. Uh, yeah, yep. they did some stuff and then he's producing records for so many people, including Lord who uh, is, you know, my favorite pop artist of all time, pretty much. And this is his band, mm-hmm. which or his project, which uh, includes this record includes a single featuring Bruce Springsteen. So uh, yeah, and it's an amazing track. Yeah, so let's put that into perspective. This is a, a really really wild release, and uh, I, so much talent. He also just dropped a new single today, featuring Lana Del Rey. Yeah, 
which is yeah. also wild. So th- this guy, here's the thing, right? Yeah, this guy's phoning in uh, all all of his favors right now. Mm-hmm. Not phoning it in, <laughs> calling yeah. in his favors. Uh, and yeah, I, I have high hopes for this record. I'm glad it's in the top five. I know it's a big week. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have could easily be number one on a slower week because yep. this record could really really turn some heads. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I really like from this too is it. I think it's a really cool take on the indie rock sound where it's kind of blending indie with that old classic rock and roll sound. And you get that a lot, specifically on the Bruce Springsteen song, obviously. But throughout all the singles so far, it's really that like 70s dad rock, kind of like the Eagles almost, Mm. mixed with Mm. modern indie rock, indie pop. And I think it's a super cool blend that not a lot of people are doing and I really like the vibe of it and I'm really excited for this record. Yeah, it's true. And you got to be careful when you uh, compare something to the Eagles because you could really piss someone off. But I will, I will say that I agree with you, especially in just the way that the tones are. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds a lot more real. I think like, yeah, honestly, what's been happening is, you know, Everything has gotten so easy to produce well in the box, like, you know, in the computer Mm -hmm. without using like real amps or real consoles or real anything. And now there's a bit of a reaction to that, I think. And someone like Jack, uh, who obviously has, he's a huge producer. This, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he keeps probably recording this in some of the best studios in the world, as well as his own bedroom. And I think he's able to, you know, get those kind of sounds which are are really setting this this band apart from the contemporaries so mm-hmm. i agree with you 100 percent that there's a certain realness and organicness to this which is uh yeah which is really special bringing up the recording methods and things like that too um it just reminds me of that weezer album that we had earlier this year mm-hmm. uh okay human where it was all recorded analog and uh without computers and stuff like that and all humans doing everything and i think it's very similar to that vibe where it just, yeah, you listen to it. It feels personal. No, right? for sure. And I mean, of course, like the rock world, there, there's always been bands that are like, fuck this. We're recording the whole thing to tape. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the Foo Fighters doing that a couple al- albums ago, uh, or, uh, there was a Canadian band that did it recently too. Uh, that I was, I was talking to a studio about, uh, and what a pain in the ass it is to, you know, cause when you record a tape, people forget like, Mm-hmm. You have to literally do the take, then you have to wait for it to rewind, yep. and do the t- like it's for anyone that's recorded that that's such a funny thing to wrap your head around. And of course, I remember it from being a kid when that was all that existed. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's it's just funny uh, to try that. But the indie rock uh, or the pop world has pretty much forgotten about it. But maybe not Bleachers. So this is uh, yeah. this is cool. I agree. All right, number four. Number four. Number four. I'm ready. Number four, coming out of the UK, uh, we've got a lot of international acts this week. Uh, We've got a little metalcore band. Eh, I don't think they're little, actually. Uh, They're called The 500. You always just say a little, little bit. You like to say that. It's my thing. It's your thing. It's just your. It's just a little thing. Yes. Um, But yeah, this band is fucking heavy, dude. Yeah. I really like this band. Uh, they're putting out their new album, World on Fire. Um, I think that what they're doing is kind of a lot like Bleachers, in a way, where they're capturing this old-school metalcore sound where it's fast and fun riffage, it's heavy, 
You don't expect to hear anything game-changing, but you expect to go in and hear this classic metalcore sound. But they're doing it with a real modern refinement. Um, it almost reminds me of bands like Hollow Front and Aviana, where they're just... It's really, really well-polished in the studio, but they're writing some just super good, solid 2005 core. Yeah. No, I agree. It does It does sound very much of that era. Even some of the imagery and, and mm-hmm. everything that they do, it, it does seem like that, which Out is cool. Fire. Yeah. And, and uh, but I think this, I think you're right. I think this band is, is a lot of talent. I think the songs are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the melodies are really good. And definitely if you're a fan of, yeah, of mid 2000s metalcore, uh, you know, if, if you're into old kill switch, uh, stuff like that, I think mm-hmm. you would really vibe with this uh, new stuff from the 500. So, yeah, and, uh, I, mean, I agree. Um, just for an example, one of the singles features uh, Andres from uh, Cabal, uh, another yeah. huge European metalcore band. Super awesome, super talented guys as well. Um, very similar vibe to these guys. I highly suggest picking this record up. Uh, because there's kind of a lack of metalcore aside from these guys this week. So okay. If yes. that's all you listen to, check that out. Yes, we we took a quite a turn going from Bleachers to the 500, and I feel like mm-hmm. we're going to take another little turn. So let's get to number oh, three. Turn. I'm excited about this one, Mike. Uh, so the only turns that we need to take here are down the street mm. because we're going to another UK band. Uh, this band, as everybody should know, is one of our favorites on the show from the UK. Absolutely love them. Putting out their new EP, American Noir. We've got Creeper. We've got Creeper. And yes, the UK is just one big long street you drive down. It really is. <laughs> According to Mike. <laughs> I, I, uh, okay, let me, let me just let me hit you with this. Okay, Creeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were my number one album of last, of last year. My number two. Uh, I love this band. Pretty much everything about them. I love the, the shakeups that they've had musically and i feel like we might be getting another one here we mm-hmm. have we have two singles released uh that are pretty different but not yeah. in a bad way at all i definitely think this is an ep of the year contender uh both of the songs are super different super solid i mean you've got midnight which is just this straight power rock ballad that you expect to here when you're seeing uh jesus rock superstar or whatever that play is you know what i'm talking about <laughs> jesus christ superstar yes yeah that one whenever you're like <laughs> seeing that and then you've got america at night which yeah. is this really down tempo kind of american noir yeah feel to it like yeah. you feel like you're walking down a foggy street in a city but you're it's super cool and the imagery that these guys are able to do through their lyricism is just second to none it's so incredible everything that this band does yeah uh, absolutely uh, they, they're this um yeah yeah america at night it's, it's like it's almost like a, a kind of like a waltz uh you know mm-hmm. kind of vibe and very different but i gotta tell you um what's really impressing me about creeper and on these these uh, of course on their last record but on these two singles especially is the lyricism and just how honestly fucking fearless they are yeah. with what they say um uh, it almost reminds me of like you know the Smiths or, or s- like like that. Uh, maybe it's just the UK thing that that reminds me of it. But it is so fearless. They are saying things that a lot of 
bands wouldn't have the balls to say. Like when they make yeah. that Coke and Pepsi reference, mm-hmm. I, I am like, wow. Like that, it, it says so much uh, about them that they're willing to, to do that and, and take that plunge. And I, I'm here for it. I, I am totally cool if this EP is completely different from their last record. And most bands, mm-hmm. I'm a little scared of that. As far as I'm concerned, they're one of my favorite bands and they can do whatever they want and I almost want them to. Uh, exactly. Because I, I, I know it's going to be good, especially when they believe in it. I want them just to explore whatever and do whatever. This band, after their last record, has my full faith and I'm always going to expect good things from them. Yep. 100%. Very excited for this EP. Glad it's in the top five. Uh, moving on to... Number two. Number two. We have probably one of the most talented young people um, making music right now. On the planet. On the planet. um, That I'm aware of. And I'm aware of her because she is incredibly popular and deservedly so. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the new second sophomore release Mm -hmm. of Billie Eilish. Yep. I love Billie Eilish. Uh, Yeah. Well, I don't even know where to start, quite honestly. Oh, don't either. Like, just so so popular and so deserve, mm-hmm. deservedly so. And I got to say, like, I, I, I think what she does is incredible. I, I kind of understand it isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm 40 years old, and, and maybe it's not for me, but I can appreciate it. But I'll tell you, one of her newer songs, um, and... Fuck, the title escapes me. I'm going to find it, though. I believe it is called My Future. Yeah. Where all of a sudden you're like, oh, like she 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 can sing. Like she, you know, mm-hmm. she's like putting her voice like ahead, you know, because so much of it seemed like her vocals were getting a little buried, a little mumbly and like a little cool and chill, Yeah. which I, I like that about her. But then all of a sudden it's like, damn, like she is here. And mm-hmm. I love that. And of course, I love what she says. I think, I think it's absolutely amazing that she has the intelligence and experience to write these lyrics because mm-hmm. I, I, like, they give me a run for my money in, in my old age. So I, I, I'm always impressed with her. But that song, My Future, I, I couldn't believe how just right away I was like so captivated. Yeah, and I think Wise Beyond Her Years is a quite apt description yeah. Um, she's what only 1920 at this point now. Um, she's writing some of the best hooks out there. Um, I don't know where to go with this because honestly, it's just super incredible music. And I 100% get that it's not for everybody. Uh, some people are kind of going to look at this recommendation and say, oh, it's dumb pop. It's not for me. I mean, yes, 100%. I get that not a lot of people like pop music. Uh, I think the writing that she has all the way through full composure, everything that's happening instrumentally, everything that's happening production wise, let alone her voice and the massive amount of control that she has over it and the lyricism, everything is put together super well. And if you're a fan of music, um, at least go check this record out because I think that it is really going to display a lot of good things that I look for when I judge records and kind of listen to them for the first time. 100%. And uh yeah. Oh, man, what a 
she must i i just can't imagine her life like <laughs> yeah like, I, uh, I just looked up i i was wondering i didn't know how old she was i can't believe she's only 19 mm-hmm. I, th- I thought she was uh older than that i just looked no. it up real quick um in fact she's not even she's not even turning 20 until december so yeah wow um and this is just insane that she's mm-hmm. been she's done all this already you know like it already seems like she's been been here for a long time you know so this is uh this is impressive and and mm-hmm. i'm i'm really excited to uh to just sit down with this album and see what she's put together as a whole because obviously like there's a huge record label behind this and they're oh, putting yeah. these singles forward but i know that her and yeah her brother that produces the songs with her i know that when they put together a cohesive ra- record it's going mm-hmm. to be awesome so I, i'm yeah. i'm excited I mean, for that all the imagery is hers too like she i know that she has a lot of creative control over kind of everything that happens with the music and the imagery of promoting it and a lot the, these, this record label just has faith in them i forget where she's signed to but probably sony or warner or somebody big and all of this is her and it's just absolutely incredible i don't think it's too early to say that billy is maybe not with this album but next album gonna be up there in the ranks of artists like lord lana del rey taylor swift who are just like some of the most iconic pop stars of their generation yeah i mean i'd argue she's already there um quite honestly i mean yeah yeah for sure more material but the fact that she won seven fucking grammys on her first album yeah (laughs) i mean you don't have to do much else it's like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you could just you could just quit and you're still in the rock and roll hall of fame uh you know what i mean it's it's um it's pretty impressive and i think it's funny you know and a lot of people don't know this but uh she has a song called therefore i am right yeah and song rips yeah, it, it rips. And what's really funny about it is uh, her tour manager, who I know very well because he <laughs> used to run the Warp Tour acoustic stage. And he was in a band called Therefore I Am. So he's in a band called Therefore I Am from Boston. They're kind of like a, a eh, like a sort of a post-hardcore band, more on the punk side. Uh, and he was a singer. And then he, the band kind of broke up and he started doing the, uh, the Warp Tour stage and he would mm-hmm. play solo and his name is Brian Marquis. And I thought it was so funny that she came out with a song called Therefore I Am because she must know, right? Oh, like yeah. she must know yeah. from being on tour with them and I know they're really close because, you know, mm-hmm. he's the tour manager and stuff. And it's just so wild to me that this song came out and I was like, I saw like him tweeting about it and I'm just like, dude, like you, you inspire, you must've inspired this. So I think it's really uh, a really kind of a weird, a weird um, tidbit that mm-hmm. I'm sure no one other else is talking about on any podcast that's bringing up Billie Eilish. True. So I mean, I think Billie, like she has to have ties to our scene, right? Like that first album is so dark and dreary. And I mean, even this album, it's a little bit on the opposite end where it's like, very vogue on the front, but I think it's still going to be just as dark and dreary kind of lyrically and is so far from what I've heard. But like, you know, she's got to have a favorite emo band and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, she's, 100%. she's such a, you know, secretive person. And, and I yeah. think that's cool. I, I, I think she's, she has her right to her own privacy and people mm-hmm. have, people have been hard on her. And I, yeah. 
undeservedly so. So I'm glad that she seems to have, you know, seemingly pretty thick thick skin, and I think she's an inspiration for for uh, for young people. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm uh, I'm all about it. Thank you for bringing uh, bringing this up, Mike. I'm glad that we're dipping in dipping our toes into some mainstream waters here because I'll say this. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just because something is popular, just because something is mainstream, doesn't mean it sucks. Okay, 100%. get that out of your head. It's not the case at all. There you go. Sometimes it is. Not always. Not always. Nope. Not always. Bands don't. Labels don't go around looking for shitty bands to sign. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't work that way. But of course, there are great. There are great bands that are that none of us have even heard of, Mike. I'm sure. I'm sure some of the greatest music of all time, no one has heard. Hundred percent. That's I mean, fucked up, but it's true. I mean, Twelfth Century, Finnegan, Argabagos, <laughs> and his lute solo. I mean, nobody's ever going <laughs> to top that. <laughs> it's true, but there are some really good, really good music there from is. some mainstream artists. So that's one at number two with Billie Eilish. Okay, uh, we are going to talk about. Some of our sponsors of the show, including Rockabilia, where you get all your stuff. Um, and we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We are back. We are getting Doug back. What do tigers <laughs> dream of so when they take a little tiger, tiger snooze? snooze? Do they dream, they dream of mauling zebras? zebras? Or Halle Berry in her Catwoman suit. suit. I know the whole thing. Don't you worry, a pretty striped head. Gonna get you back to Tyson in your cozy tiger bed. Then we're gonna find our best best friend friend hug. And then we're gonna give him a best best friend friend hug. Doug! Doug, 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 Doug. If he's been murdered by crystal meth tweakers. And I guess we're shit out of luck. Yeah! <laughs> Finishing it off. There you go. All right. The Hangover. Underrated movie. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty popular. I don't think it's quite underrated at all. It's not underrated, but it's really funny. Okay. Maybe underrated uh, now. You know how, like, things pass us by and, you know? What's it? Yeah. What is... Somebody look up what, uh, what The Hangover has on Rotten Tomatoes. If it's less than 80%, it's bullshit tell you that i agree all right we're gonna get into the number one album mike right now i'm ready for it i know you're excited you're wearing the goddamn shirt i am everybody on the stream has probably already guessed what the number one album is this week i'm wearing my favorite tank top i had to fix it today because one of the straps was blown out uh (laughs) so i did a little sewing work glue gun i'd use a glue gun i sew here (laughs) let me see what side is it it's this side you know, with my patch vest, I do some good work. I'm like, look at that. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't see. It's a little too bright, but. So what, you, let me just ask you this question. So you were yep. just hanging Let's out. Let's say it for the podcast, people. We're talking about Chunk, No Captain Chunk. We're ch- yes, sorry. We're, st- we're talking about Chunk, No Captain Chunk. But back to your tank top, which looks great yeah. on you, by the way. Really I assume stars. you blew it out just by like one like little accidental flex and the thing just flew off your shoulder because you're so jacked. No, this actually happened like partying like five years ago or something like that. And I just never got around to fixing it. Because, I mean, there was no reason to. Chunk was gone, so. Okay, one second. Before we get into this, we have the news. 
The Hangover is 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody go bump that officially, shit up. Officially, officially underrated. It needed an 80. It needed an 80. Now it's underrated. Everybody go vote on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's let's try and get the hangover to 82%. See, the problem, I think we can do it. See, the problem with, with it is Rotten Tomatoes, and correct me if I'm wrong, chat or podcast people or whatever, I think that the rating, like the main rating, is the critic rating. And mm. then there's the audience rating, which is usually higher for a, a dumb movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, love the hangover. Yeah. Now, uh, and speaking of Las Vegas, I had a, some party time with this number one artist in Las Vegas. We won't get into that. I'll save those stories for <laughs> uh, for another time. But Chunk No Captain Chunk, they know how to party, but they're back in- with a new album, and I know you're very excited about it, Mike. I am so excited for this. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite tank tops ever. It's Chunk No Captain Chunk. It's got Miley Cyrus on it. It says, in twerk we trust. Oh, no. Because uh, <laughs> it was from their album that had in friends we trust on it. In twerk um, we trust doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I know, right? But like, Good I remember, Lord. I, I can't remember. It was either World Tour 2013 or 2015, whatever one they were on right around that time. Like I was walking around and I remember like you walk around, you see the merch before the bands are playing and stuff like that. And you look over and you see this Chunk No Captain Chunk booth and you go and you, I'm, I like that band. And you see... I see this Chunk No Captain Chunk Miley Cyrus tank top, and I look to my friend Trevor, and I say, is that a Chunk No Captain Chunk Miley Cyrus tank top? And then I blacked out, and all of a sudden, 15 minutes later, I'm walking around with this tank top on. Okay. This powerful tank top. <laughs> there you go. And it's your favorite. But You've blown it out, and it's back. It's back. I absolutely it, love Chunk No Captain isn't Chunk. Isn't that a metaphor for the band, kind of? A little bit. They right? are back. Yeah. Uh, they, I think it's been, what, six years since we've gotten a new album. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited. Some of my absolute favorite memories are with this band from the really early days and small venue shows when they first started coming over to the States. And they, uh, their singer, Bert, wore a panda costume on stage for the first couple of songs, <laughs> all the way to multiple Warped Tour memories. Honestly, I think this band is kind of what really sums up Warped Tour as a whole and that feeling. It's When I listen to these guys, it makes me feel like I'm there. It's just so happy and so fun, but still got that like scene influence. I absolutely love Chunk No Captain Chunk. I'm so happy that they are back from their hiatus. Yeah. And I'm so excited I get to talk about them. One of my favorite bands of all time. This new album. Yeah. Gone Are the Good Days. I think it is going to be one of my top 10 for this album of the year that we're very quickly starting to approach. End of July. I guess so. I absolutely love every single that has come out on this record. Um, Blame It on this song, one of the last tracks that we got from them uh, back in 2017. It's their last run on Warp Tour, I think. Um, they dropped this single and then disappeared. And absolutely incredible, super catchy. Honestly, one of my favorite songs for the past five years or so. Um, super good. Bitter, their kind of comeback song. I think that this song... The riff on it is just absolutely incredible. It is so well written. The chorus, everything about this song is just great. Um, Gone of the Good Days, classic chunk song. I think it's amazing that they took it and kind of downstepped a little bit and got slower. And then obviously Complete You, um, probably best saxophone use in a song outside of Shrezzers. 
<laughs> and I say that like that is the highest compliment I can give, I think, because I don't think anybody can do sax better than Trezors, but absolutely incredible track. I am so excited for this album. Shane, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. No, I, I think I think you you kind of nailed it. I think I think this band has been fairly underrated mm-hmm. uh, when they were together. I think I think, you know, we've been over how they have kind of a unapproachable band name. Very. Um, and they're from France. I, I I like that they kind of don't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's obviously for a band to break into the U.S. market like this, being from a place like France, like you don't see it very often. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, which speaks to their talent and how good a band they are. And um, you know, I think I think like yeah, I think it's been four songs now they've released. Yep. And yeah, every one of them has had something super redeeming. Uh, and yeah, I'm really interested to see how this fits into a full length album and hopefully, you know, they're back on the circuit when things are opening up and they're mm-hmm. a full-time band again. That's, that's what we can hope for. Um, yeah, this band deserves to be, uh, to be out there putting out records every two years and doing it. And it's kind of sad that their last record was like 2014 or whatever it was. So 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, here they are. I, I really don't have anything but good things to say about the band and the singles have, mm-hmm. have just proven it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this band's ever missed. Um, there's obviously some, like, some people cite some issues with their first album. I mean, lyricism not being good, being a little ridiculous. English is their second language. I mean, they did pretty damn good. Dude. And like every, everything- every band's first album, like if your first album's good, that's almost a kiss of death. <laughs> I mean, I love their first album still. Like, I think that this band is just absolutely incredible all the way through. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, no, I mean, super fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, I think they're back, and it's 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 exciting. And I know we're going to be talking a lot about a lot about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, where would you know the genre easy core, which that name gets thrown around an awful lot. For how you know, sort of niche, small, it is. yeah, n- niche. yeah, small niche yeah. it is. But with without Captain, uh, without Chunk, I mean, they're kind of the easy core band. They are yeah. like they define it. So if you are into mm-hmm. what you want to say is easy core, and you aren't checking out this new record, then yeah. you know something bands wrong like with your scores. Um, yeah, who else? Uh, yeah, settle your scores. Four year strong. Very similar kind yeah. of very close to easy core yeah all the way into like some standard metalcore bands like uh one of my favorite tours was we came as romans and chunk and like that worked so well hey there was another band on that lineup was there silverstein is on that lineup what did you did you go out for a cigarette during our set or something what the fuck yeah i did Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, Color Morale. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah we were Color direct Morale support, motherfucker. Who opened, who was the opening band on that? I can't remember. Ooh. Yeah, it would have been a five-band bill. Um, that that would be probably easy enough to, uh, to look up. I'm looking up. it up right now. Um, Danger Kids opened. Oh, yeah, the Danger yeah. Kids. Ah, dude. You know, you know what's crazy? That cra- entire tour was just stacked. You know what's funny? Danger Kids, um, their singer... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe they're not together anymore. No. Their singer actually is is uh, one of the great new producers. In mm-hmm. fact, he produced the new I Prevail album. Really? Yeah. So, so they're you know still still around. 
shout out to Jake and Jake from Danger Kids because they were they were some of my favorite people I went on tour with. They're great guys. Hell yeah. Yep. Great band. Danger Kids. They're a pretty good band. I think they had too many Linkin Park comparisons, kind of like before oh, they got yeah. off the ground. I can but, see that. But they're a pretty good band. Now we just need to get Color Morale back, and we'll be hey. good. Hey, never say never. I think everyone's I'm coming back. I'm not saying ever. I think everyone's coming back. Well, that's our top five uh, with Chunk No Cap and Chunk at number one. Uh, let's do a quick recap of the other uh, four records. Number five? Number five, we've got the new album from Bleachers, Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Yeah, with some very big guest features, Lana Del Rey and Bruce Springsteen confirmed so far. Uh, number four? Number four, we've got A World on Fire by The 500. There you go. If you're into metalcore of the mid-2000s variety, you're going to love this release. Number three? Number three, we've got the EP American Noir from Creeper. Yes, a band just pushing their creative uh, limits on this, and I... uh, I applaud it. Yep. And number two? Number two, we've got the new album Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. You know it, you love it. And of course, number one is Chunk No Captain Chunk. We just discussed that record in depth. With their album Gone are the new or Gone are the good days. Gone are the good days, which which is a which is a great that's a great album title. I like that. Oh yeah, uh, sure fucking seems true at this point. Let's Mm -hmm. let's be real. All right, Mike, uh, we are going to get into the honorable mentions, which I know is your favorite part of the show. And uh, how many though? That's what we like to break down. Last week was twenty three. How many? Twenty three less than last week. Okay, I got twenty this week. 20 <laughs> okay let's go 20 let's bang them out honorable they're, mentions i'm ready they're all quality first one i want to talk about is an album uh i i don't know enough about this band to toss it in the top five but i would be remiss if i didn't talk about these guys because i've heard some of their music and i really enjoy it i just haven't listened to the singles enough to kind of process the album we've got a new album from flight club Our oh good- yeah Friends at Open Your Ears Records. Yeah. Uh, absolutely incredible. Everything that comes out on this label. So make sure you go check that out. No, I really like Flight Club. Um, the new video uh, just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, really, really good. And really cool video, especially for, you know, a, a smaller band to, to, to yeah. produce a video of this. Uh, I'll this. check it out because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, check out the video. Yeah, this band is, this band is killing it. And yeah, I don't know where Open Your Ears is finding some of the best bands in our scene, but they mm-hmm. are. And Flight Club is one Killing of them. Up. I also love their name. So yeah. yeah, don't sleep on Flight Club. This is a band where you're definitely going to be hearing about and, you know, go out, pick up the vinyl, get that rookie card. Because, uh, yeah, they're going to be doing big things. Exactly. Uh, first one for the singles, because the rest are singles. We're going to get into... I fucked up last week. I really thought Paris was going to drop that single on Friday. They didn't. They have announced the pre-save link and that it is coming out on Friday on okay. their social media. So okay. it is this week. That's okay. I'm not mad. Yeah. There was so much shit mad. last week. I I didn't even notice. So, yep. but uh, yeah, new, new uh, Paris every time, that. every time, baby. Hook it to my veins. Hell yeah. Uh, friend of the show also putting out a new single. We've got the boys in Point North. Yeah. Oh, I'm really, really excited to see where they go. I, oh, I, um, me too. They have it had they, their last acoustic re- almost. Oh, cool. So I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I love the band. I think there's just so much talent, mm-hmm. uh, right there. And the last record was very poppy, very, very like poppy in that, like pop poppy, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and I'm, I'm, I'd welcome like an acousticy song because I loved, I love their mm-hmm. their new stuff, but I did love their some of their more rock kind of pop punk straight ahead stuff too. So I think this band, whatever they do, is great. Hell yeah! And I mean, speaking of bands that are pop poppy, we're getting a new single from Poppy. <laughs> again <laughs> again do we have to talk about her every week it seems I like hope it so because i love her <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean are we gonna are we getting more fucking grindcore death metal what are we getting this Dude, time uh i don't know the last single was kind of uh i would say quote-unquote standard poppy where it's got the heavy riff but it's got more of a um kind of clean easy flowing chorus kind of bob your head mm-hmm. um who knows though I, I'm excited. I'm Give excited to too. Love it. Poppy. Check out that. Absolutely. Okay. Next up. Uh, where do I want to go? Hmm. 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 Let's just drop some big news. Woo! There's a new Angels and Airwaves single on Friday. Yeah, very interesting. We love to see it. Uh, yeah. Tom um, along. Great. Yeah. This band can't miss. Yeah. I, I was going to say that. I, I know you say can't miss a lot. It's kind of your like your little catchphrase. I've got a lot I, of catchphrases. I, I gotta say, like Angel Angels and Airways has kind of grown on me. Like uh, mm-hmm. I think obviously coming off of something like Blink One Eighty Two, which is it's Blink One Eighty Two. You know, it's like yeah. jokey, punky, not serious. To go into like some of the sounds and tones that Angels and Airways was doing, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of Blink fans weren't ready for that. No. And now that Blink has, you know, taken all the the journey the journey that they've taken, uh, I'm kind of here for it. I'm, I'm like yeah. I'm kind of here here for them, Angels and Airways, to just do their thing. And I, mm-hmm. I I'm excited about new music from them. I've always loved Angels and Airways. I mean, I think the Adventure is one of the coolest guitar riffs ever written. Like mm-hmm. that thing is just clutch. And then, like, all of these new singles I've absolutely loved, all the way from the first one, Rebel Girl, to uh, the last one, Euphoria, that came out. Um, this one, I expected to be another absolute banger. I think that they're really playing around with their sound. They're kind of keeping the core together, but they're getting funky, and I really, really enjoy it. <laughs> I just thought of this really random story. Yeah, tell um, We got it. We were on tour mm-hmm. in... I don't know what year it was, but it was in 1979. It was, it was in April, I think. April and 1979. April of some year, maybe 07 or something like that. 07 sounds about right. Okay. So I had been going through like a fairly rough tour and I was like pretty burnt out and I was very ready to go home. We were in, mm-hmm. we were in Europe. I don't know if I mentioned that we're in Europe on tour and, uh, I'm really burnt out and Paul sits me down with uh, a couple of the other guys in the band and they say to me, well, Shane, um, we have some news. (laughs) I'm like, okay. They're like, well, we got offered taking back Sunday angels and airwaves co-headlining tour. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, let's go. I'm in. Mm-hmm. And Paul says, I can't believe he kept a straight face. A straight face. He goes, the only problem is uh, it starts right after this tour. The day after this tour, and it's six weeks. 
and I'm like, oh. I'm like, are you guys like down? Because I'm like, fuck, I'm like burnout now. I can't even imagine like six more weeks mm-hmm. in Europe. Like, holy shit. But man, it's a good tour. And then like right at that moment, they laugh. Everyone laughs so fucking hard. They're like, April Fool's motherfucker. And it was oh. and it was April 1st. And I was like, I like couldn't believe that Paul kept a straight face telling me that, mm-hmm. telling me that. And what was funny about it was it actually it was a bit cruel but at the same time it kind of helped me get through the tour knowing that i didn't have another six weeks to do yeah i mean right (laughs) it's so like i've got that every year we've got like a summer and winter shutdown where i work and nobody works for a week and like oh yeah sometimes that's what keeps you going in June or November. You're just like, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, that's uh, that's a great April Fool's joke. Yes, somebody's commenting. Uh, yeah. So, um, Angel and Airways new single. Let's go. Let's move on. We got like 13 Hell more. Yeah. And speaking of Europe, uh, we've got a new single from uh, favorite band, uh, very similar to E. Cowboy. We butter the bread with butter. These guys are hilarious. Yeah. Um, they mostly sing in German, but they're really good uh, composurally, and I just love listening to their music. It's super fun. They got quite the band name. Uh, yes, we they do. butter the bread with butter. Uh, what else would you butter it with? That that we can debate that another day. Uh, yeah, okay, moving on. All right. Well, I it wouldn't be 2021 if I didn't say that it's the year of deathcore. Now, would it, Shane? No, and we've had a very absent amount of deathcore in this episode so far. In fact, yeah. In fact, yeah, it's kind of weird. We're going to fix that. Okay, I'm ready. This week, we have a new single from Signs of the Swarm, kind of staple modern deathcore band. They've got an album coming out later this year. And what's really cool about this is it's featuring Alex Arian of Despised Icon, mm. one of the kind of founding... Is it deathcore? Is it not deathcore? It's close enough. We count it. Really cool song. Heavy as hell. Absolutely love this. And I'll tell you, I get an opportunity to talk about Alex for a second. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite people. Oh, yeah. I I love that guy. And uh, he is just, when you think of deathcore, mm-hmm. and you, you talk about him like one of the founding fathers of deathcore, almost like I was almost like ready for you to, to say that. But he's such a sweetheart, man. And like, I remember we did a tour and he's just like chilling backstage, wearing his like Expos hat, like the yeah. most Quebec guy I've ever met and just such a sweetheart. And um, it's really cool that uh, that he's he's doing this track with, with this band and um, mm-hmm. I love to see it. 100%. Uh, next up in the Deathcore world, we have a new single from what is probably the best deathcore band out there right now. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting this this year. I'm really hoping the album staves off until next year. Wait, Brojob put an album last week, dude. Oh, you're right. Sorry, guys. Second best. Second second best deathcore band right now. Um, I'm really hoping this album stays off until next year, though, just because my top 10 is already Mm. very constructed. New single from Shadow of Intent. Yeah, I know. I know they're one of your faves. 
I absolutely love these guys. Um, same guitarist as Current. Uh, ben Doyer is probably one of the best vocalists in the scene right now. These guys are so incredibly good. If you haven't checked out Shadow of Intent and you like heavy music, um, something's wrong with you, go listen to that band right now because it is just on another level from, I would say, 95% of other deathcore bands. Absolutely love those guys. Yeah. I mean, these guys are like becoming, you know, the big time players in deathcore. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Is this are we are we out of deathcore or is there more deathcore? We got kind of deathcore adjacent. Okay, like that. Uh, this is a band DCA. that I think is DCA. really cool. They're DCA, deathcore adjacent. DCA, deathcore adjacent. Mm. Uh, this band is really cool. They are technical death metal slash jazz. Mm. Have you ever heard of a band called Rivers of Nile? I don't believe I have. No. All right, this band's incredible. Uh, they have a full-time saxophonist. Their last album, uh, Where Owls Know My Name, kind of changed my standard, yeah, standard, standard, standard. for uh, how I listen to death metal because it is so incredible and well-written. Um, I think that these guys Where are... Where owls know my name. Exactly, Where you nailed it. owls know my name. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, these guys are incredible though. Easily one of the best bands. They have a new single out this week called clean. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's a six minute ass beater and, uh, it's just incredible. Their new album, the work is coming out in guess what month, Shane, September, Mm. where all the, this incredible music is coming out. Yeah. September. Um, We're going to die. We're going to die. And, and our fan base is going to die with the four hour episodes we're putting out. I know, right? It's going to be <laughs> every single week is going to be like 10 long on the list. and It's not going to be fun for anybody. Oh, yep. Oh, going to be great. I love Rivers and Isle, though. Go check them out. Go check out this new single. Okay. Uh, next up, Metalcore Band, Phineas. They announced their album a couple weeks ago. It's at the end of August. Uh, they're putting out their second single. I love these guys. They have managed to do something incredible with the last single. And we didn't talk about it because we didn't really have time, but yeah. this is a band that I absolutely love. They always sound amazing live, but then when you come to the album mix, something seems off about it. I don't know how, but they fixed it. And it sounds great, and I love this, and I hope the rest of the album is just like this because it's going to be their best release and one of the best metalcore releases of the year. These guys shred. Yeah, that's great. And... uh Good luck spelling their name, but it starts with a PH. I'll give you that much. There you go. There you go. But it's a tough, tough band to spell. I wonder how, how much that affects their algorithms, but they are a great uh, band. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, ne- next up, I forgot another death metal release. Um, there's this band called Teeth. Yes, they have the same name as the hardcore punk band. You'll know them because they have like a thousand listeners. I absolutely love their stuff, though. It's some really cool doom grind hmm. and super fun band. Go check that out teeth okay got it uh next up super popular band that's really been exploding right now uh ginger has their new single coming out oh yes i really like ginger i think that they're super fun um they're a female fronted band i mean i know that's not description but um they're very good at doing this kind of almost volbeat sound where it's almost like kind of southern riffs mixed with just classic metal these guys are great they're making the genre proud i love them 
Yeah, and and um, the the singer, uh, I believe she's from Ukraine. So you know mm-hmm. they have this kind of Eastern European uh, thing yep, going definitely. on, and and you can definitely hear hear it in their music. But there's yeah, it's it's really really talented, and, and obviously this this is a very popular band. I mean, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm more of a wasabi guy personally, but ginger, uh, I'm all about ginger too. Hell yeah. I'm sorry about that. It's all good. I wish I, I might cut that out of the podcast now. I'm going to leave it in. That's the worst joke I've ever made. <laughs> ever. Uh, and speaking of the Ukraine, let's go to the UK. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mike. Even worse. You bailed me out. There you go. <laughs> um, one of my favorite bands from the UK, I know we've been talking about UK bands a lot today, but Hot Milk is releasing their second EP off of their single. I know everybody hates this band name. Stop. This band is incredible. I love them. Please go listen to this I single. Know. It's going to be so good. Yeah, they're a, they're a great band. Fuck, that name sucks. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. They're stuck with it. Oh, man. They're getting too big to change it. They are. I think they're already too big to change it. They're exactly up right now. I know. I know. Well, at least you. You know. You. You can't forget it. Yeah. You can't forget um, it. But I feel so weird wearing their merch because I like. I've got a bright green hoodie with bright red text, and it just says "Hot Milk." On the front. Everyone that walks past you just gets straight up <laughs> mad at you, dude. I know. Like. Right? <laughs> but I love it because of that too. Like, <laughs> people walk by you they see you they go oh hell no <laughs> this kid over here likes hot milk enough to advertise it like, <laughs> oh, oh my god I, I absolutely love them though super talented band all the way around these guys are incredible and in writing some of the bangers to the highest degree that are coming out Go check them out. Get their rookie card. It's not even a rookie card anymore. You missed out. They're big enough now that you, they don't have a rookie card. So good. Yeah. Next up, uh, we're going to keep it going with some pop punk. We're going to get into some bigger bands. It's not really pop punk, kind of post-hardcore, but Turnstile, new single. Nice. Um, I, I listened to it. Really excited for this album to come out. I think it comes out August 27th. Another absolutely huge day. Um the song's great. I've been really, really getting into Turnstile with these single releases. They were always kind of a band that I was familiar with, but didn't know a lot about. And really recently with that kind of uh, EP, which turned out to be the first three singles from the record. Yeah. And now uh, these other two singles that have come out, I'm just really, really vibing on this band. I think nope. that they're incredible. That's right. The Turnstile love connection. Uh, I'm into it. I'm into yep. it. Give me the love. They are. Uh, yeah, they're they're a great band and they're. Yeah, I mean, just listen to them and just take mm-hmm. take it at face value. I think like I, that's my opinion on them. Like they yep. they're a really cool 100%. band and they sometimes seem a little unapproachable, but like, just just get in there and listen just to the stuff because it's good. It's good. It's really good. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about two of the probably biggest pop punk bands in our game right now. Um, we've got a, eh, I wouldn't say right now, but they're pretty big. Uh, we've got a new single from Newfound Glory off of yeah. their little B-sides kind of deluxe thing that they're going they've got going on. Always excited. The last single off this uh something something red eye. Absolute banger. Really excited for this. I love Newfound Glory and I think that they're I know mildly controversial but I think they're really hitting their stride with these releases and I think they're putting out some of the best material they they've ever written as a band. 
Yeah, I mean they've had you know they've had hits and misses. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> we are just destroying our listeners' ears with these horrible jokes in this segment. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. No. I. Uh, fuck. I can't. I can't. I can't speak any high, more highly of New Found Glory. Obviously, they're. I mean, they're, the the first tour bus I ever want went on was. Uh, was mm-hmm. Newfound Glory's tour bus. So they've been, they've been confidants and friends and a band I've looked up to for a very, very long time. And 100%. hell yeah, let's keep, let's keep it going. I'm into it. Next up, um, I don't know who Pale Waves are, but they are featuring on a new track from All Time Low. Oh. And I mean, All Time Low. Yeah. They don't miss. N- n- so n- yeah, a banger. Yeah, that's Actually, weird. I, I take that back. All Time Low does miss. Birthday Song is trash. But well, everything not, else is really good. Let's be careful with the name calling. Uh, but <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Pale Waves, this is um, a four-piece indie pop band from Manchester made up of Heron, Heron, Heather, mm-hmm. Heather Baron Gracie. Why is that so hard to say? Sierra Doran, mm-hmm. Hugo Silvani, and Charlie Wood. Um, yeah, cool. so... This we'll see. I mean, this is a definitely a band they're sort of taking under their wing a little bit, I guess, to mm-hmm. you know have a feature with, and that's uh, that's pretty cool. But no, this isn't a tiny band. Five hundred ninety thousand monthly listeners. So oh, cool. It's a band people Rock know. Maybe I'm not sure how long educated. they've. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they've been around for very long. Hmm. Um, to check them out. But yeah, definitely something to check out, Mike. If you don't know about it, then that's kind of crazy. So here we go. Yep. Yeah. Next up, I'm gonna go into four. These, I don't know if they're happening or not. Uh, these bands are teasing or have announced something, but haven't dropped a single this week, or I don't know if they're dropping a single. Um, first up, we've talked about this. We talk about this band a surprising amount for how little music they release. Dream Theater have announced a new album. Oh, cool. So hopefully we get the first single off of that. Honestly, Dream Theater is kind of a band that I don't want to hear singles from. Maybe one. And then I want to like just hop in the album fresh because I think that Dream Theater is an album band. It is what it is. Yeah, they they are. I mean, they they. I think they had. I think they had a. I don't know if they if they actually called the record this, mm-hmm. uh, or if they just just did it in the press. But I remember they put out a greatest hit hits record, and I think they called it greatest hit, which was like mm-hmm. pull me under, and then yep. and then just like some other songs or I don't know if they actually did that but I think that's what they did yeah um, and like it's true because they are not a band known for songs or known for singles they're a band known for very theatrical out there albums in production they always have been they always will be people don't listen to dream theater for great songs really so I mean there are great songs but you know what I mean they listen to it for technical prowess and vibe you know so the greatest hits album greatest hit came out in 2008 and it is called greatest hit oh nice i was right okay parentheses and 21 other pretty cool songs (laughs) (laughs) which which is great because it's so not them like they're such a serious band to to say that i just the jokey levels of it i know i love it that sounds like something fucking uh water parks would do i know know? right or or no effects they have i think they have uh the greatest songs written by us you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so 
that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty funny. Uh, next up, some stuff that's probably more exciting for the scene crew. Um, Under Oath is teasing stuff. Mm. I don't know if this is the second single. Um, I know the album name and track list. I've seen that floating around. I don't know when the singles are being released. I don't know when the album's being released. I really hope soon because seeing this, I'm very excited for the concept of it. I know. I know. And I, I really like the first single that, mm-hmm. they, that they've put out there. Again, we don't know anything Angry. yet about an album or when or anything, but assuming this is part of an album and assuming it's coming. But uh, They're teasing. They have a mail list soon. And so okay. hopefully this week, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Another band that I absolutely love. Honestly, kind of similar vibes to Under Oath too. That's teasing some stuff. One of our favorite bands on this show, Plot Neil. Yeah, dude. And you know what I think is cool? All of the teasers that they've posted are one color, and it's purple. We got a purple off coming. <laughs> Plot and you are coming to take the purple belt, the belt of grimace from Beartooth this the year. Belt of grimace. Who will walk out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the belt of grimace not the belt of barney i hope no grimace <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um i don't know man like yeah the, the 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 color thing it's straight up turning into gang colors at this point i, know, I, right? I don't know i don't know what's like, happening Yo, man are you a purple band or, or are you a purple band guy or an orange band guy it's funny you're lime green i don't mess with you i had a semi-serious <laughs> conversation with our producer about mm-hmm. how when he is like working on a record or mixing a record he like always sees a color and mm-hmm. then when the album stuff comes out or whatever he, it like seems like nine times out of ten the album is the color that he was yeah. seeing which is really an interesting thing i don't know if anybody else can relate to that of an album and and seeing I mean, a people color say like colors carry emotions like use blue to calm down or like green if you're feeling anxious and red if you're like a set and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know if there's anything to that, but I will say I, I'm kind of feeling purple for the plot in you. Like generally, like I, oh, feel, yeah. I feel a little bit of purple vibes. So that works. 100% agree. I think it's a really good color for them. Uh, and then the last one that I want to talk about, uh, a little weird, but Grimes is teasing new music. I think Grimes is one of the coolest electronic artists out there right now. She's doing some real funky experimental stuff. She had a, honestly, it was really late on the album. Um, but I forget the name of it off the top of my head now, but because this is going to kill me, but it's honestly kind of like a metal song on her last album. It's called we appreciate power. And that song is just an absolute beater. Like, I love it. It's so good. It's got this guitar riff on it. That's sick. And everyone should just go check it out. But hopefully yeah. new music from her. I think she's really talented. I'm hoping that she can be the first artist to record a record in space. Maybe Elon Musk yeah. can make that happen. I don't know. Who knows? Hopefully not, because capitalism is wildly out of control, and we don't like that. But yeah, I know. Uh, who knows? It would be fun. Oh <laughs> uh, no! They need to bring Cave in, Cave in up to space to make to remake Jupiter or something. I don't no, know. Dude, that's that's got to be the band. But yeah, Metallica. They played on every continent, right? Now it's just got to yeah. be the next thing is the first band in space. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I wouldn't either. Oh, and with that, we're done for the week. No more new music that oh, I know it's about good. at this time of recording. Yes, that's a long, long, long episode. This is probably our longest episode yet. Uh, if you got through all this, congratulations. Yeah. And I am very sorry for my jokes, uh, except Same. the newfound glory joke I'm in not hindsight. Actually. I'm not. 
I'm not sad for my jokes. The the joke, the newfound glory joke in hindsight was fucking gold, and I hope someone uh, can clip that because that yeah that was <laughs> God. Oh man, I long I'm in a weird episode, mood today. Long episode. Jesus. I'm in a weird mood today. Well, hey, Mike, thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and so much music to check out. Don't sleep, okay? Don't sleep, and uh, we will be back next week, right here, talking about all. Breast records. Hell yeah. Okay. Peace and love. Follow me on Instagram. Oh. At Slappy Slam. Yes, follow Mike list. on Instagram. Sorry. At yep. Slappy Slam. How many times do you want to fucking say it? Jeez. I don't know. Instagram whore over here. It is me. <laughs> Insta whore. That sounds bad. A little bit. Don't say that. That's not going to podcast.